This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condice Presley. Biggest holiday weekend of the summer coming up this weekend. Four days of all kinds of crazy get-ups, costumes, parades, too much fun. Labor Day weekend in Atlanta, our favorite holiday. Why is it our favorite holiday? It's because Dragon Con comes to Atlanta every Labor Day weekend. And joining us to give us a little behind-the-scenes look at what we might ex- expect for Dragon Con 2017 is Dan Carroll. Dan is the man in the know, spokesperson for the convention. I read you guys got, what, 80-something thousand people coming? We are expecting 82,000. Last year we expected 75,000 and 77,000 came. So we expect 82, and it could be more Uh, than that. I'm saying we expect 82 to Drancon, the internationally renowned pop culture festival that takes place here in Atlanta. Thank you for recognizing it's a Labor Day tradition here in town. It's a huge, we love Dragon Con. There's the, I don't want to get ahead of myself because there's so much great stuff. But just for some of the listeners who have maybe seen a little bit of it on the news when the parade is covered or some of the activities, but maybe does not have a complete understanding of what Dragon Con is and why it's in Atlanta, why don't you tell us? Well, first off, Dragon Con is in Atlanta for a couple of reasons. First off, the founders lived in Atlanta. Uh, they got together, they put together a different convention, one that never had been seen anywhere. There had been sci-fi conventions and gaming conventions, and there had been literary conventions. We put the three of them together. We brought in music. We put it in a hotel rather than convention center. We let it run 24 hours from the very beginning. And that model has worked. So Dragon Con is a 24-hour event that goes for four and a half days now. We have official programming on Thursday, and that's exciting to talk about, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. It brings together people who love things. And that's the best way to understand it. They love science fiction. They love fantasy. They love reading. um, They love costuming. They love doing things together. We have so many craft shops and workshops. um, And gamers, we've got a whole uh, several floors in one of the towers of the America's Mark dedicated just to gaming 24 hours a day. Uh, Comic book fans have a big comic and pop art alley over in the other uh, building we use building one and two of America's Mart. Uh, we have 14 football fields worth of vending uh, where you can buy your favorite memorabilia, clothing. You can, If you don't have a costume at Dragon Con, you can purchase one there or put one together with your own imagination from the things you buy. And what an incredible uh, just range of stuff. So that we have that, but we also have 3,500 hours of programming and that's people talking about their favorite comics their favorite tv shows but not just entertainment stuff we have a science track that runs through the entire convention talking just about science we have a space track you might have noticed space has been on the news this week a lot yeah with the eclipse but i had a chance recently at dragon con uh well not every year dragon con not just recently to look at sunspots on the sun because Dragon Con hosts uh, this amazing thing, the space track, where you can look through a solar telescope that allows you to see the sun 
in the middle of the day without burning your eyes or damaging your eyes. So you, you gave us a little hint about some of the things that are new this year. So for one, you said well, let's four talk- and a half days of content. Four and a half days of con. Uh, secondly, we are streaming Dragon Con for the first time ever for people who aren't attending. So if you're at home and maybe you're up and coming and you just don't need to drive to Atlanta, you can purchase an online membership to DragonCon TV. Did you know DragonCon has its own TV network? We're learning that right yes. now. DCTV is our DragonCon network, and we're going to be broadcasting all the major panels uh, featuring some of the amazing guests like William Shatner, Stan Lee, Alton Brown, so many uh, guests that come in this year. But that DCTV is going to be available to anyone. Uh, www.dragoncon.org has more information but the other, the other thing that's new this year, we talked about Thursday. I mentioned it as a hint. We've moved professional wrestling to Thursday. And this year, we're pulling out all the stops. Um, we're sorry to say that Ric Flair was going to be joining us, and our thoughts go out yes, to, we wish to him, him the best because he's family. hospitalized here in he the Atlanta is. area. He yes, is. He's, he's a hometown boy. But we're going to have the wrestler Kane and the wrestler Ricky, the Dragon Steamboat. Fantastic wrestlers from the great days of wrestling. Uh, and then we're going to have some great wrestlers who going out there uh, uh, competing. We have a party called the 8-Bit Ball celebrating the heyday of 8-Bit Gaming. And uh, that's the other thing. I mean, there's so much about DragonCon. I, I could talk here for two hours and not even start to talk about what's there. But we have so many parties and music acts and concerts all through the convention. We started out in one venue, and you've sort of touched on two, now three. Where are we going to find all the activities? America's Mart, you've said? America's Mart is, is our newest our newest location, but uh, we are in the Hyatt Regency, the Hilton Atlanta, the Marriott Marquis, the Sheraton Atlanta, and the Peachtree Weston. And even though this is a concept that was dreamed up here in Atlanta, I get the sense that Dragon Con attendees come from far and wide. Well, roughly 50%, and some years is 49 and some years is 51, 50% of our attendees are from here in the state of Georgia, which means the other half are coming from all over. Most of them are regional, but we have attendees coming from New Zealand, from England, uh, from many, many other countries. I don't have a list with me, but you can imagine uh, you're going to find somebody from almost every continent in the world represented. So for people who are into people watching, like I am, sounds as if Dragon Con 2017 is going to be one of the best opportunities for the ultimate people watching adventure. It will indeed. And not just and not just the costumes, because the costumes are amazing. And and I like to say that we're probably the largest costuming event in the United States. I, I can't think of anything be- bigger than we are. Uh, but it's just you're going to if you if you come to DragonCon, you're gonna meet some of the most amazing people in the world. You'll be standing online for a beverage and find out the guy next to you has been a special effects director for one of the biggest movies of the year. That's a true thing that happened to me. You're going to be outside a building hanging out and find out that the guy you're talking to is a best-selling author. Everybody has an amazing story. And DragonCon is a place for all those amazing stories to come together. And one of the things that I love more than anything about DragonCon is when I get to meet people who are different than me and have a different story. 
because I know my story. I don't, I don't need to need to hear more stories about bald white guys. <laughs> and I'm happy to be a bald white guy. But I, what I love is, is the, the diversity and the, the, the just the embracing of difference that takes place at Dragon Con every year. Special guests. Let's talk about oh. some of the special guests because there are more than 400 who've been invited and who will attend. Yeah, sorry. We have 400 guests come every year. We have about 100 in the Walk of Fame, and those are the ones most of y'all want to hear about. I already mentioned Stan Lee, um, Alton Brown, John Cusack. Oh, We're yeah. real excited to have John Cusack. A, a lot of the people who are involved with Dragon Con are big fans of both his horror movies, and he's made a number of them, but also his classic 1980s comedies and dramas, to be honest, too. Um so we also have Wallace Shawn, speaking of the, the 80s, Princess Bride, inconceivable, but he's also the star of My Dinner with Andre. He's also the star of so many, many other movies. Guy's got an incredible work of art. He's what's called an actor's actor. Didn't he have a role in one of the seasons of True Blood? He may have. I think he did. I, I watched three seasons of True Blood, so yeah. it might have been a later season, but he was also had a hilarious turn in a, a show called Stargate Atlantis that That's I enjoyed right. a lot. That's what I'm thinking of that yeah, one, too. No, yeah, no, he did. Uh, but he's 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 been around. He's, he's here. He's got so many stories about all of Hollywood, not just Princess Bride, but he'll sure talk about Princess Bride. I'm, uh, oh, we also have um, Zach Levi from... Chuck has just been announced um, for those people who are a little more geekier than than the mainstream. We've got plenty of guests from Doctor Who, including Matt Smith, one of the favorite doctors of all time. We have companions, um, Billy Piper, who played Rose Tyler. We've got Karen Gillan, who's not just in Doctor Who, but she's also been in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, she spends a lot of time here in Atlanta these days, it seems, and she's happy to come to Dragon Con. I saw Castle's on the list, too, although Castle and oh. Dragon Con lore is more famous for... Firefly. That's right. And also, did you know he has a web series called Con Men about conventions? It's about actors going to conventions. It's a, it's a funny, funny show. And that, and that was one of my favorite episodes of Castle, too, when he they uh -huh. did the whole fold-in of the Firefly. And, and I saw there's something special for all of our Star Trek fans. Yes, it is. A Tell us about that. It's the 30th anniversary of Star Trek The Next Generation, and we're going to be bringing so many of the Star Trek guests. Obviously, I mentioned William Shatner already, and he is so beloved. Um, but we also have Gates McFadden. Uh, we've got uh, Jonathan Frakes. I almost called him Will Riker, and I realize that's not, not his name. Jonathan Frakes, not just from Star Trek, but also director of many movies. Uh, we've got... Um, many, many other guests from Star Trek The Next Generation coming to join us, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We were talking about some of the new things for 2017, first thing being four and a half days of programming, getting started on Thursday as opposed to Friday. What are some of the other new activities that Dragon Con attendees can look forward to this year? And that's something to do with gaming? Yes. Well, that's actually really, really good because it's tied in with our DC TV announcement, and that is we are entering a world of e-sports this year. E-sports is one of the fastest growing businesses in the country and one of the fastest growing entertainment segments. And Dragon Con's part of it this year. What does that mean? E-sports is literally taking video games and treating them as competitive sports with announcers, with cash prizes, with fans, and with teams that show up. This year we're going to be having uh, our 
eSports for the first time, and it will be streamed also through Twitch, which is a popular website for gaming and other things. Let's talk about the parade. That's Saturday morning, correct? Yes, I can talk about the parade all day long. Parade is Saturday. We've got time. Go ahead. It's Saturday morning, September 2nd, uh, 10 a.m. We recommend everybody get to the parade as early as possible. Try to be there around 9, if not earlier. The parade is Dragon Con's gift back to the city. Uh, we were uh, we have been supported and loved by this city for many many years. Uh, we're grateful to be part of Atlanta, and we are Atlanta. So what we decided was to put on a parade, take all of our costumed attendees, and put them on Peachtree Street. Let them march for a mile. Uh, see the Spider-Man, see the Hulk, see the Thor, see the video game characters you love, see every type of interesting and creative costume you can imagine as it comes down Peachtree Street. This is our, I want to say, 12th year doing it, maybe, maybe more. Gosh, it seems it seems time goes so fast. But um, the parade starts over by Peachtree and Pine and comes down Peachtree Street, loops around... Um, just past the Hard Rock and then comes back to the Marriott Marquis. We have 85,000 people expected to watch the parade this year. Many of those are not Dragon Con attendees. They're people of Atlanta who just love the parade. Sounds like a great activity for families to come and bring the kids to see many of their favorite superheroes. It is an amazing activity for for the kids, but we do recommend all families, and and please listen to this, Come early, take Marta, and please make sure you bring fluids for hydration. Bring extra water bottles, whatever you can. Make sure that you stay stay hydrated because the parade starts early, but it goes past noon and the temperatures do rise. But that's a business side. The most important thing is you will never see anything like this in your life besides a Dragon Con. There's no place else in the world that has an event and a parade like this. Um, it's just wonderful. And those people who can't make it down don't need to have the streaming DCTV to cover it because it will be aired this year on WB. Outstanding. And I, I think I saw it's going to air live and then you get a rebroadcast later? In prime time, yes. Outstanding. So people are going to come, they're going to watch the parade, and it's going to be a, a great day. About Two hours, a little bit longer. You want folks to stay hydrated. You want people to take MARTA. The parade route is the same as it's been in the past. Um, what's been the most curious thing or the most amazing thing that you've seen in all the years of the, the Dragon Con parade you've witnessed or been in? Well, uh, the parade is kind of uh, interesting uh, because I tend to work the parade. Um, so probably my favorite moment, it may not be the most interesting, I was walking a photographer through the parade so they could take pictures for their news outlet, and we came across Billy D. Williams' car, and <laughs> Billy called me over and posed for a picture and, and put his arm around me, and the reporter took the picture, and in, the, in all the confusion, I forgot what reporter it was, and I have never gotten that picture. Oh, no. And that's sad. Now- Seeing Billy D. Williams and having Billy D. Williams wave at you and call you over, 
that's a pretty cool thing. So now, were you in costume during all of this? I was not. I, I am. Do you not? Do you, do you get to get into costume during Dragon Con, or because you you plan and then work the show? Candace, I'm glad you brought this subject up. I have always been the person who's been expressly forbidden to wear costumes at Dragon Con. And the reason is because I have a responsibility. People need to see you, find you, identify you, get to you quickly. I am both a grown-up face and within Dragon Con, I'm sort of an ambassador of the convention to the fan base. Um, I've been told that I need my face exposed and I need to be hugging people and patting them on the back and thanking them for coming to Dragon Con. However, this year, I got leadership to make an exception. And that is uh, here in Atlanta and across the country, we have an organization called the 501st where people dress up as stormtroopers, Darth Vader, and other Star Wars characters with precision costumes. These are good costumes. Well, they have come to me with a suggestion. They have a costume for a Star Wars character called Rex from the Star Wars Rebels cartoon series who happens to be a bald guy with a big fluffy white beard, probably in his 50s. Looks a little bit like you as I sit across from you right here. Yeah, well, I I will say that when the toy was announced, people asked me if I had been involved with the design. (laughs) I had not. It was just a lucky coincidence. They have given me a costume to wear, a screen-accurate costume from the cartoon, and I will be costuming this Saturday at Dragon Con in the afternoon, and then I will be writing about my experience to help reporters understand more about Dragon Con. Because that's my job, folks. I could talk about Dragon Con all the time, no matter what year it is, no matter what I was doing. I was always talking about Dragon Con. And the costuming is a critical component of the weekend. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen was Kasim uh, Reed talking about the link between Dragon Con and the film industry and implying that... The connection was that when the film industry came to Atlanta, they already had people who knew how to make costumes and they knew had people who knew how to do makeup and they knew had people who understood deadlines and production. No coincidence that all of the Marvel films are now made here. No. I mean, uh, you know, it's not my decision making, but it works out well. You take a little bit of credit for it. If, if, yeah. if we've produced people who can work in that industry and can help, absolutely. And we do. Um, PBS did a documentary a few years ago uh, called Four Days at Dragon Con, and uh, it featured just how strong the costuming was here and how professional it is. Um, so that's that's great. And the most important thing is, folks, you don't have to wear a costume to come to Dragon Con. You just come as you, and you're going to be welcome and accepted. And that's the most important thing. Now, in the costuming, there's a contest, right? Or are there several? Oh, there's, or are there more than one contest? I would say... I think we're over six or seven costume contests of all varieties. One is uh, strictly based on high-end quality, and it's a it's a quality contest. The other one is the masquerade, which is one of my favorite events at Dragon Con. Have you been? Yeah, I say not, not yet. I'm, I'm so, but I want to hear more about it. Okay, so the masquerade. Not only do the groups and individuals make amazing costumes, but they have to act out a skit representing their costume. And it could be really serious. It could be really fun. It could be outright zany. One of my favorites of all time was the Sailor Moon characters, if you're familiar with that anime, doing a New Orleans take on the costumes and singing Lady Marmalade. (laughs) Wow. With a very 1880s kind of feel. 
Outstanding. So you can't bring 80 plus, 82,000 people to Atlanta without, A, contributing tremendously to our economy. So thank you, Dragon Con. The economic you. impact is probably huge. Uh, it is. The last figures I saw were uh, a few years old, but it was roughly 70, $75 million brought into the economy that weekend. Outstanding. From Dragon Con. And then you give to the community as well. There's a charity, a couple Absolutely. of charities and things. Yeah, that- no, well, we, we, we have a, our big thing is the charity drive and, and our blood bank. And I'll start with the blood bank. The blood bank, we are hitting a milestone. We're going over 25,000 total units collected since they first started collecting blood at DragonCon. We will have a presentation of an award to both uh, Mr. Henry, Pat Henry, the president of DragonCon, but also... The award will be given by Life South to the individual who gives the twenty-five thousandth pint. Pint. Um, but w- but what's great is how many lives that saves. But our charity this year is Georgia Special Olympics, and we're really excited about that. Um, we have a group called DragonCon Superheroes that go out all year round, do good stuff. They clean up parks. They they take care of uh, Piedmont Park is one park we take care of almost every year. Um, but they also go out to events like Georgia Special Olympics and take care of uh, the kids. You know, they, they man the boots uh, that need to be booth- manned. Uh, and then um, this year, we're hoping to raise a lot of money for them, a lot of money. Last year, we raised over $110,000 for the American, I'm sorry, Atlanta Center for Self-Sufficiency, the ACSS, helps homeless guys get off the street mm-hmm. Get the skills they need, get the raw basic materials they need to start a life, and get them employed. And it's a beautiful charity. I, I, I literally get choked up when I think about what they do. And again, the Georgia Special Olympics, they have a lot of fun, but they've got a big message of, of inclusion and support and, and love and openness. And this year, we have increased the amount Dragon Con Incorporate will match to donations. Last year, we did match. $50,000. So for every dollar donated, we matched it up to 50000 This year, we're going full bore, $100,000 matching fund. Congratulations. I know you're going to be able to hit that number. That's great. We are working very hard. So we're less than a week out with uh, activities starting on Thursday afternoon and then Dragon Con, 110% Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Labor Day. I live in town. A lot of people listening live in town. We know we can come to the parade for free. Mm-hmm. You just got to get there early. Take MARTA. Is it too late to sign up to register? How does that work? No, I um, registration is available, www.dragoncon.org. Uh, we call them memberships because of where membership organization has to do with business stuff. I, I don't understand it. Okay. But um, so the memberships are available online and they'll be available on site. A lot of people have lived here a long time in Atlanta. Heard stories about Dragon Con lines being so ridiculously long. That's a thing of the past. Uh, I once, I once uh, had somebody get mad because they didn't have lines to take pictures of, uh, because everybody got in the door. Folks had been waiting all morning, overnight. They they got in in thirty minutes. Yeah, logistics yeah. improve with time and experience. We, of course, we have a fantastic team. There, there's nothing but great praise for them. Uh, volunteers who made that happen but but the important thing is that memberships are available one day memberships if you've never been before i always recommend a one day membership uh if if for no other reason than if you get overwhelmed 
you can leave. And and the other thing about DragonCon is it is 82,000 people, and it's amazing, 82,000 people. Um, but if you come, make sure you're, you got yourself hydrated. Make sure you've got a plan. Use that app. That app is just wonderful. There's it's a got, DragonCon app? There's a DragonCon app. Cool. Um, you can you can find it for Apple or Android, and it helps you to plan. Keep going to the DragonCon website, www.dragoncon.org. You'll get all the hints you need about what you're going to be looking for. And the other thing to remember is that it is big, and it's over five hotels, and those hotels are over several city blocks. So um, when you make your plans, make sure that you're not trying to be in the Sheraton in one hour and then the next hour be over to the Hyatt. It, it's not going to it's not going to be comfortable. You can run. That's what I do. I run everywhere. <laughs> That's how you stay in such great shape. Well, we are so excited, Dan Carroll, about Dragon Con with a record 82,000 pop culture fans coming to Atlanta Labor Day weekend completely to geek out, have a lot of fun. If there's one thing our listeners remember about Dragon Con going into Labor Day weekend, what would you have that be? I would say have a plan and be willing to throw it out the door the minute you find something cooler than you expected. All righty then. Organized chaos. We love that. Thank you so much, Dan Carroll. We're looking forward to it. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me. My handle is Condo29 on Twitter. Or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.